Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Weems podcast. We're so glad to have you listening in today. Before Carrie joins us in today's episode, we want to remind you that the best way to keep up with all the latest content being released by Carrie is to follow her on social media. She's on Instagram and Twitter, so follow her at Carrie Weems, and you can also find her on Facebook as well, and even comment to let us know how much you're enjoying the podcast and the teaching that Carrie has been bringing to all of us. And don't forget, you can always visit CarrieWeems.com to learn more about her and to see a full list of the books, curriculums, and resources that she has recently released. Thanks again for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy today's podcast. All right. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on this special sisterhood edition on the Carrie Weems podcast. My name is Carla Adcox. My husband, Matt, and I serve as the Jacksonville City Pastors here at Celebration, and I have with me Malky Wilbur. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Malky. This is a special sisterhood edition. We're going to just continue in our theme that we launched at our first gathering about a month ago, and it's called We Are Sisterhood and This Is Who We Are. And so what we're going to do is once a month, we're simply going to feature a different lady within our church and just kind of have her share with us, find out what wisdom she's got inside of her that that we could learn from and find out what it's like to be um, in her shoes for a little while. So I'm very excited to have Malky with us. Malky is married to Nate Wilbur. Yes. He is the son of Pastor Paul Wilbur. And they have a beautiful boy named Caleb, who is eight years old. You guys have been married for 10 years, right? 10 years. And you've been at Celebration for seven years. Seven wonderful years. Awesome. (laughs) Yes. So thank you so much for joining us, Monkey. But let's go ahead and dive right in, because I know that you've got a lot of stuff on your heart, and I know that the listeners listening today are going to gain a lot from that. So why don't you just start by telling us just a little bit about your background, who you are, how you grew up, and all of that great stuff. So um, thank you, first of all, for inviting me. I'm really honored that you guys would ask me to share. Um, So a little bit about myself. Um, I come from a Sephardic Jewish background. What's that? Yes, unpack that (laughs) word for us. Well, Sephardic Jews are Jews from Spain, Portugal, North Africa, and the Middle East, and their descendants. Um, I was born in Guatemala, raised in California, literally grew up in the church. My dad was uh, pastoral and my mom was in the worship ministry. Um, We were literally in church 24-7. You guys know about that. (laughs) Yes, yes. And you serve on the worship team here at Celebration. So that worship gene has carried through. Oh, carried through. I think my grandma still leads worship. She's 90-something in her little church in Guatemala. (laughs) But anyways, we loved it. Um, Later on in life, through prayer and fasting, my dad um, was prompted to dig deeper um, into who he was. And so he be- he began doing like a research, um, asking relatives, um, looking up last names, and he came to find out that we were Sephardic Jews. Our ancestors were Jews from Spain who were persecuted during the Inquisition and ended up all over the world, but ours ended up in Guatemala. So, so let me stop you there. So what you're saying is before you found out you were you were Jewish, you were just living in a Christian household, going to a, a regular Christian church, and then all of a sudden you discovered this. How old were you when you when you guys discovered that? Yes, I was um, maybe 13 or 14 when we discovered our Jew- Jewish lineage. And so um, we were going to a church at that time um, that embraced their Jewish roots, but um, later found out that they were— they actually believed in replacement theology. 
um, which means that the church has replaced Israel, which is a really, you know, false doctrine. So we ended up leaving that church um, for a year. After that, we literally had nowhere to go. After being so plugged into the church, um, it was really hard because we, it, it was just us um, as a family and God. And we just really sought the Lord. We prayed and we asked God for guidance where he wanted to take us with this new revelation that, you know, our lineage is Jewish. So um, one day, randomly, my dad um, came across a um, newspaper article and it talked about um, a Messianic Jewish congregation close to where we lived. And it was inviting people to celebrate Shabbat with them. We had absolutely no idea what Shabbat meant. Wow. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and um, we looked at the service, and it said um, it was held on Fridays and Saturdays. We were so used to Sundays. So over the Sabbath, yeah. it was held. Yeah, wow. we were like, what? Why are they holding these you know, meetings on Saturdays and Fridays? It just doesn't make sense to us. But anyways, we decided we were going to go. And um, the first time, actually, the first attempt, we missed it because we didn't wake up. We, <laughs> we completely missed it. But we decided next, next week we're really going to do this. So we got up. And um, as a family, we went to this, um, this Shabbat service, whatever that meant. And we walked in. And I'm not kidding you. The first feeling we got was we're home. Wow. It, like the people look different. Um, they, they dressed differently. They spoke differently. They read the Bible. It was Hebrew and it was also in English. And it was like the Old Testament and the New Testament. And they sang in Hebrew. But it was just a different atmosphere from what we were used to. Mm -hmm. And you didn't know any Hebrew at that time no, either. We, we had no idea. Wow. So we immediately got plugged in. Um, we just all felt like we were home. Um, uh, so we ended up, um, a month later, I became the worship leader. I was asked to lead worship, which was Aww. so awesome. It was like I led worship there for five years. Wow. Um, I learned how to sing in Hebrew. And <laughs> the church was pretty much made up of, or the congregation, I should say, was made up of a lot of Gentiles and also a lot of Jews. Okay. And they were both worshiping you know, Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah. Yeah. And that was, that was really awesome. It was a really cool experience. Wow, that's so awesome. I bet it was so cool. Like you said, you walked in and all of a sudden you just felt at home. It was almost like your spirit was just, it was just kind of connecting to, yes. to those Jewish roots that you never totally. even realized were there. <laughs> and then it just came alive to you. Yeah, it was like we were experience a full, uh, experiencing a fullness almost. It, it, not, not, we're not there yet, but it's like another big part of us was discovered and and there was such a richness there yeah yeah and um but actually my favorite thing about going to that congregation um was that through the rabbi there um of that congregation I met my husband oh wow <laughs> But that's a whole nother story. Yes, a whole I've nother heard, podcast. I've heard that story. That is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Everybody that's listening, you just need to pull Maki aside and get her to tell you the story of how she met Nate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Um, I I have a lot of that, you know, a lot to be thankful for to that congregation. And oh, that's so awesome. then, you know, when I got married, I ended up here in Florida. Yeah. Nathan whisked me away. Yeah. And so, yeah. And now, now you're a part of the Wilbur now family. We're here, yeah. yeah. It's so <laughs> now awesome. we're here. Yeah. Well, we love that you're here. Well, thank you. Let's go in a little bit deeper because, in light of this and how, you know, it's funny, whenever I heard your background, I what I immediately went to is it's almost like you kind of started growing up 
kind of as a Gentile. And then yeah. all of it, even though you weren't a Gentile, but you didn't know that you were Jewish. And then all of a sudden you had this revelation and you realized your Jewish roots. And then you started to embrace all of this. And I'm um, still, still fully, you know, worshiping Jesus the whole time and, and all of that great stuff. But you kind of saw a very unique perspective of both sides, if yes. you wanted to, to say it that way. And whenever I learned that about you, what it took me back to was um, out of Romans 11. And so um, what I thought I would do is let me just read through a couple of scriptures. And those listening today, I'm going to read this so that you don't have to pull it up. And then I want Maki to just unpack. I want you to just unpack for us what this scripture means to you and how you have actually seen this play out and what God has revealed to you through it. Does that sound okay? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to start in verse, um, let's see, let's start in verse 13. And this is Romans 11, verse 13. It says, this is Paul speaking. It says, now I am speaking to you Gentiles inasmuch then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? If the dough offered as first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. But if some of the branches were broken off and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree. Do not be arrogant towards the branches. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God, severity towards those who have fallen. But God's kindness to you provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off, and even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. For God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted, contrary to nature, into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree. So for all of those that are listening, what Paul is is essentially talking about is he's relating the Gentiles to the wild olive shoot, the wild olive branch, and he's relating the Jewish people to the actual branches that were originally connected to the root. So Maki, from your perspective, just kind of share with us what God has revealed to you through this scripture and what you have just seen unfold in your life as you've walked through this. Yes, there's so much mystery and depth in this. Um, actually, I like um, further on in that chapter, um, I think it's verse, yeah, verse 33, it says, Oh, the depths and the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. And then it goes on to say how unsearchable his ways. This is really, um, it's packed with a lot of insight and a lot of wisdom. Even the disciples were had a hard time deciphering what, Paul was talking about here you know Paul was really um he knew the Torah he like in a deeper level mm -hmm. um anyways um verses uh, 13 through 18 in Romans 11 it's it's to me it's like a picture of an olive tree it's God's olive tree yeah it's a beautiful picture of the kingdom 
what the true people of God look like. Um, it's made up of both Jew and Gentile coming, you know, together in Messiah. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to back up a little bit to um, the beginning. Um, so from the very beginning, God has a redemptive plan for the world. Um, so we look in Genesis 12, how God chooses Abram, a man who loved and obeyed God, and he listened and trusted. And also Abram had a heart like a father, just like God. And God would turn him into a great nation, and through him it says that all families on earth would be blessed. Mm -hmm. um, God called Israel to be a light unto the nations. Actually, that's um, a prayer that as Messianic believers we say every Sabbath, like every Shabbat, we say, you know, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe. Um, you've sanctified us with your word and you commanded us to be a light unto the nations. Mm, wow. Um, so it's something that we declare every every Sabbath. Um, I never realized that that's what that was tied back to. <laughs> that's awesome. It's amazing. Wow. So um, God's plan from the beginning was not to make everyone Jewish. It was actually to reach the world through the Jews and the gospel. Yeah. Um, God's family was made up of you know, people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. And if you look in Revelations um, chapter 7, it says, Behold a great multitude from every nation and from every tribe and from every people and language. God wanted everyone to be saved. And he chose Israel as a people to reach the nations and to bring his family home. Yeah. It's like God is... is is a father and he wants all his family to be saved. Yeah. And that's what the true meta narrative is, is yes, all about. There's we've, that we've word. Been, yes. We've been hearing <laughs> that word. We've been hearing pastor talk about that word. Yes. You did a great job of just kind of showing the beginning to the end. Yes. This is God's intent to have yes. his, his whole family, both Jew From and Eden Gentile. Eden, yes. Yeah. So, um, so he chooses Israel to be, to reach the nations and, um, you know, when someone becomes a believer, they enter into God's family. So they're grafted into that tree yep. that brings nourishment. Um, so the rejection, when, when the Jews rejected um, the Messiah, salvation in Romans, it actually meant salvation to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. So salvation came to the Jews. They rejected salvation. And in turn, they, it led to the restoration of the Gentiles. So Israel's rejection made a way for the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. um, and now the Jews, you know, how do the Jews receive salvation again? And I believe it's through the Gentiles. That's what the word says. Yeah. Um, by causing them to jealousy. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, it's important to know the difference um, between jealousy and envy because I've seen this in my walk, um, in my life. You know, I've seen both envy and jealousy. Um, but let's look at the word jealousy. Jealousy means the emotion you feel when someone, or sorry, the emotion you feel when something that belongs to you is taken away by someone else. Hmm. Whereas envy is the feeling of resentment when someone else has something that you don't have and doesn't necessarily belong to you. Wow. So there's a difference here. Um, wow, what is, what yeah. does jealousy look like in this picture? Well, um, how do we cause the how do how do the believers cause the Jew, Jewish people to jealousy? Here's an example. Like, here's this Bible that I have. It's a wonderful book, but it's it's your Bible. It's written by Jews. Or here's this Messiah, my Savior. He saved my life, but he's also your Savior. Yeah. It's 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 like it's their Savior. It's he's Jewish. Um, the scriptures are Jewish. It was written by. A lot of Jewish people, yeah. I think, with the exception of one. 
Um, but anyways, and a good example of envy, what not to do is this Bible is mine or it's a Christian book, you know, or I have a savior and he's mine. You know, that's something that would actually cause a Jew to walk away. Yeah. Like we don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. And I mean, let let me just reiterate what I think you're saying is, is the the scripture is very clear. Paul is very clear. I mean, the whole Bible is very clear that Jesus first came to the to the Jew. To the Jew first, he was yeah. he was theirs first, yeah. so to speak. And then as you said, as as we've been grafted in, Gentiles been grafted in, we can provoke them to jealousy yes. by saying, "Well, he's mine, but he's also yes. yours." Like he was originally yours. Yes. And so that would then in, in in turn hopefully cause them to be jealous of what we have and yes. want that back for yes. themselves, correct? Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what that is. That's awesome. So, yeah, this is a, such a beautiful picture that Paul um, painted of the of the grafting and the olive tree. Yeah. So, yeah. So speaking of grafting, um, I actually have some insight on that as okay. I grew up on a farm. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> My dad taught me a lot about grafting, how, you know, there was trees sometimes that were sh- the 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 trunk was a lot stronger and so they would graft like branches into it so that it would produce fruit and like during the winter it wouldn't die. Mm. So anyways, this is a natural, but the branches would still produce um, the fruit that they were created to produce, but they were grafted into a trunk that was stronger. So that would withstand like weather and stuff. Hmm. But in this, um, I think it's, is it verse 24? Yeah, verse 24, I believe. So in verse 24, um, it talks about um, being grafted contrary to nature. Yeah. So um, the Gentiles are wild olive branches that were grafted into a cultivated tree. So then um, when they're grafted in, they actually are receiving the blessing that God promised to Abraham by sharing in the rich nourishment of of God's special olive tree. Mm. So um, what are they going to produce? When they're grafted in, they're going to produce... acts of righteousness Mm. so their 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 life is comes from this tree and they're no longer producing wild olives but they're producing what is nourishing them wow so it's it's really cool so so just like you said paul said it's contrary to nature so you said growing up on a farm you graft something in well it still grows a lemon yes or whatever it might be but now in this situation the supernatural contrary to nature when, when Gentiles are grafted in, we are now producing everything that's of the Lord, the yeah. righteous acts, all those things. We're no longer producing what's of the world. We're contra- contrary to nature, contrary to, to the world's ways, and now we become part of what the root is producing. Yes. Wow, that is powerful. <laughs> I never caught that in verse 24. So then it goes on to say, um, I, I realized that this... Um, this whole chapter talked a lot about the fullness. Yeah. I was stuck on that word for a long time. (laughs) What does it really mean? Um, And obviously I'm not a Greek scholar by any means, (laughs) but I did do a lot of um, research and I'm thankful for technology that would allow us. Aren't we all? (laughs) Yes. Um, So let's see. In the Strong's Concordance, fullness is the word um, in the Greek is pleroma, which is derived from pleromatos, which is found in Matthew 5:17 where Jesus says 
And don't think I have come to abolish the Torah or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to bring it to its fullest, mm-hmm. to its, sorry, to its fullness, this highest expression. Um, this word actually has a lot of different meanings and translations in different, you know, translations of the Bibles. Mm-hmm. Um, it can mean quality, totality, completeness, fulfillment, quantity, and quality. So, um, um, or th- my favorite is actually plentitude of divine perfection. <laughs> wow, that's that's that one was my favorite. I love that divine perfection. Yeah, so it's when, what God intended. Exactly when the when the Gentiles are grafted in, they they receive the plenitude the plentitude of divine perfection. Wow, um, that's a picture of the bride. You know what God yeah. God is coming for a bride that without spot or wrinkle, a bride that's been prepared in plentitude and divine perfection. Mm-hmm. I think that would really fit in well there. That's awesome. Well, as we as we kind of get close to concluding, why don't you just share with us what are some practicals? Like, okay, we've we've read Romans 11, we've heard your story, we've gotten all this great insight after we've dug into what Paul wrote in this scripture and how important it is is for the Gentiles to provoke the Jews to jealousy, not envy, but jealousy. And how that then results in in every you know everyone together the fullness the the what did you say divine perfection of what plentitude God plentitude of divine perfection, of divine perfection <laughs> which is what God always intended for His family. How how could if it's a Jewish person that's that's listening right now or a Gentile that's listening, what would you what would you leave them with? What advice? What practical application would you say? Maybe you should you should try this. Do this. Well, just the scriptures, following the word, um, it's the scriptures are full of, you know, God and and the Jewishness of our faith. As believers, sometimes we miss that this whole book is is Jewish and it's full Mm -hmm. of, you know, the feast. And I believe that Shabbat is one of the the feasts that, you know, with with pastor having that um, encounter. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like him teaching us about Shabbat and teaching the church about Shabbat, they're, they're, they will experience a fullness because Shabbat was a, a part of the fullness that God intended for us from the very beginning. Yeah. So, um, so I believe this house, um, this church is experiencing the beginning of a fullness. Mm. Um, when God showed um, pastor his heart, and um, he had his encounter. Um, God started unpacking the importance of Shabbat and and what what why is it important to us to the whole body as believers. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that when we celebrate that, we we start to um, become like God's family. We're coming into God's family and and just becoming full yeah. in Him. Um, actually, I remember when Pastor one time was sharing. Um, uh, about like what the what the Ten Commandments are and what they're not. Yeah, he did mention. Um, he was saying is um, what's one of them? Uh, do not murder. Yeah. Thou shall not murder. Is that only for the Jews? <laughs> no, it's for I would everyone. Hope not. <laughs> no, it's for everyone. But then he got down to Shabbat. Is Shabbat for the Jews? And you know, I in my walk with God, I never thought about this in a million years. Yeah. I was sitting there and when he said that question, the lady behind me said, when Pastor said, Is Shabbat just for the Jews? The lady behind me was like, Nope. 
And for some reason, that just really hurt a little bit. It's done a little bit, but it's the truth. It actually is the truth. And that, that literally, I could see a picture of a Jewish person saying, Hey, you know, that's, it's ours. Yeah. But how beautiful, because I feel like we both, um, Jews and Gentiles, have something to give. It's it, yeah. it, when they come together, they, um, they, they just become a picture of what God intended, intended for us from the very beginning. Yeah. And I, I just feel there's, there's a lot of richness. Through their rejection, the Gentiles were saved. And through the fullness of the Gentiles, then Israel will be saved. So we need mm-hmm. each other. And I feel like um, we just need to remember that, you know, we're all in this together. We're a team. And, and yeah. in the end, it's going to be a multitude of people from all tribes and all tongues and all nations that are worshiping Messiah. And that's the picture of what God intended for in the very be- from the very beginning Yeah, for yeah. all his children. You know, he loves all of us. Um, Jesus died for all of us and and he wants all of us to come home. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your heart around all this. It's, (laughs) I learned stuff just sitting here with you. It's so awesome. And and what God's doing in our church and how, like you said, all of this is just being stirred up in us and brought to the forefront. These scriptures that many of us have probably read tons of times throughout our life. It's like they're, they're coming to life more and you're understanding the true meaning of, of what was intended um, to be all along, like yes. you said. So um, it's so great that we actually are a part of a church that that believes this yes. and is actively practicing this and teaching people about this. So yes. praise the Lord yes, for that. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for for joining me, Malky. And thank you, Pastor Carrie, for letting us have this sisterhood segment on your podcast. We're excited to be back um, next month. We'll do another sisterhood segment next month around We Are Sisterhood and This Is Who We Are. And we'll be showcasing a different lady within our church and finding out kind of what it's like to, to be in her shoes and, and what wisdom she might have to share. But I know that you guys received a lot from Maki. So um, so I hope you enjoyed today. If you have any questions for Pastor Carrie, any topics that you would like her to cover in the future, you can submit those on her website at Carrie weems.com and be sure to tune in to the next podcast and hear all of her great wisdom that she has to share with you. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks again for joining us here at the Carrie Weems podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and followers on social media. And don't forget one of the best ways you can help us get the word out is to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It's a simple and easy way that you can help us spread the word about the great teaching that Carrie has been sharing. Plus, if you would like Carrie to answer one of your questions in an upcoming episode, we would love to hear them. All you have to do is email them to us at info at Don't forget to follow on social media to stay up to date on all the latest resources that are releasing on Instagram and Twitter at Carrie Weems, or you can find Carrie on Facebook as well. And of course, for a full list of all the available books and resources, just visit CarrieWeems.com. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.